Being married is tough. So is owning a business. It isn't easy mixing business with marriage. If you're one of the millions of people who happen to be married to your business partner, you know the challenge all too well. This podcast will give you a behind-the-scenes look at the true stories that inspired the book When Your Business Partner Is Your Spouse, How to Have a Successful Business and a Happy Marriage. It's time to open the door of communication, understanding, empathy, and trust between you and your spouse like never before. Here to help you grow your business and strengthen your marriage are your hosts, Kristen and Justin Dees. Hey, and welcome back to episode two of our behind the scenes of our book. Tell us what our book is. Our book is When Your Business Partner Is Your Spouse, How to Have a Successful Business and a Happy Marriage. And this podcast series is just going chapter by chapter through the book. And we're just kind of taking some time and having some discussion around what we wrote and why we wrote it and kind of sharing some behind the scenes footage, I guess you could say. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited. This this has been a good time. It's fun to go through this and it's fun really not just to go through it, but to go through it with you and kind of talk about the why behind we behind what we did and why we did it. And it's just a, it's a good time. And it's nice. We're, we're reading the chapter ourselves before we start recording. So it's like a nice refresher of what we wrote. <laughs> the second chapter in the book is about vision, which one of the things for me I think about is from a business perspective, I think this is the most important thing you can do for your business. From the marriage perspective, I think it's the second most important thing. Mm. So I, I won't, I won't say what I think is the first and you and I haven't had a conversation about this. So I think I know what you're going to say. I bet, is I, the bet, first. <laughs> I, I bet you do. Don't say it because we'll, we'll say it later, but um, assuming if it's right, if, if we didn't connect, know, that'll be we'll even better. To, no, we'll edit that part out. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, I, because I, I think it's important because every, everybody sees the world through their own lenses. Right. So I think it's important for everybody to know vision's important, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, from the coaching standpoint and hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, everybody knows that hindsight's twenty twenty, And so from the coaching vantage point and from the vantage point that we are now, we can understand and see how vitally important vision is to the success of a business. However, at the time, we did not see how important it was and we didn't see how important or how much of a negative effect not having a vision had on our lives all the way around. And so when we talk to other business owners about vision in general, there is oftentimes a lot of, no, I wouldn't, I don't want to say pushback. It's not like they disagree. It's just like there's reluctance to want to work on the vision when they feel like there's other more important problems to solve at the time. Well, you, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so the quote that we used for this particular chapter is if you don't know where you're going, any route will get you there. Mm -hmm. By the Cheshire cat. By the Cheshire cat, right? And and it's so, so true because if you don't know what direction you're going, any path will get you there. And and I think for, you know, being an entrepreneur, right? And, and I feel like when when people use that word, like I, I picture me, like I just, I think about me and my craziness and my want to go get it squirrel mentality sometimes. And it's it's very important that you take a step back and, and get that get that vision. Well, and in, in this chapter, we talk a lot about saying yes. 
Yeah. Um, a, oh, lot yeah. Of, a lot of entrepreneurs, you get to be an entrepreneur in the first place by saying yes. And a lot of times we get strapped in to saying yes all too often. And then before you know it, we have this hodgepodge of a business kind of strung together and we're doing different things and selling different products that don't really relate to each other just because an opportunity came up. And that's usually a pretty good indicator that a business doesn't have a vision when they offer a vast a range of things that aren't necessarily related. <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah. And we went through that, right? Like totally. we went through that not having a vision and it's not even, it's not even that we bucked the idea of having a. We didn't know what it was. Right. We knew. We didn't know we were supposed to have one. Right. We're like, okay, well, if I make a hundred dollars, that's a hundred dollars I didn't have mm-hmm. because early in our state, early in our stage. And, and quite frankly, there's entrepreneurs that have, large businesses have been doing this a very long time. They kind of get stuck in that same rut as well. Not understanding the cost of getting that hundred dollars. You can make a hundred dollars, not realizing it may cost you 150. Right. Yeah. But, but the concept or the idea or the opportunity, I guess is probably the best word to use the opportunity of um, being able to generate different sales is more appealing than actually stepping back for one moment and saying, Hey, wait a second. Is this getting me to where I ultimately want to go? And to how much is it costing me to get it? And that's, that's definitely a symptom, I guess you could say, not having that clear direction. And I think even for us early on, our lack of clear direction from us wasn't necessarily that we had multiple things kind of hodgepodge together. It was more that we were changing directions totally. So like one year we were doing this and then the next year we had totally shifted into something else. And then the next year we were shifting into something else. And it took like several years before we got like kind of corralled into this one industry. But then once we were in the one industry, it was like, okay, well, you know, there's all these other verticals, right? Like, (laughs) Oh, there's all these different kinds of customers within this industry that we could be working with. So so yeah, it was it was just kind of directionally we were directionally challenged. <laughs> well, and I and I think a lot of entrepreneurs go through that. And again, it's the you you don't know what you don't know. And you know, if you don't know certain things, you don't know what to ask or whom to ask. Like you don't even know what that looks like. And and again, we talked about in the chapter when we finally looked for a coach and we didn't know what that even looked like. And uh, and I'm guessing you'll agree with me one of the best decisions that we made was hiring a coach. And, and the thing was, is she was an incredible coach, knew nothing about her business, nothing about her industry. And, and for me at the very beginning of that, of that relationship with her, I bucked that too, but it was more about having an outside perspective of asking those tough questions that quite frankly, as a, as a solo entrepreneur, like if, if you're a one you know, one person operation, you don't ask, let alone when you're, when you're married, sometimes it's, it's easy to kind of chicken little it, right? The sky is falling, the sky is falling and, and not really dig into the, the tough things. So when we started dealing with our, with our coach and working with our coach, it really, it, it wasn't, it, it's less about her and more about the, the steps that we were starting to take. What she did was enable us to see our business in a different light. Right. Is there a turning point working with her and just working with a coach in general, because we did work with several over the years that you can think of that was a huge turning point. 
I mean, vision was definitely a huge turning point for us just because we at least felt like once we got our vision clear and we were, you know, it was, it was helpful for that. We both knew what direction we should be rowing in, I think is probably a big turning point for us in, in the business. And it was, it was more about, okay, cool. Now we have an end in mind. Now we have a goal. And so all this hard work, now we have something that we can say, okay, well, at least we're working for this thing that's clear that we can see what this thing is, as opposed to running on a treadmill to, to nowhere. So I'm going to give an example to, to anyone that's listening to this, that's, that's not quite sure about vision or any of those, those kind of things and how to get, you know, your, your business in the right direction. Think about if you loaded up your car, you're going on vacation, you got your family and you get in the car and you just start driving. And really for us, that's, that's how, and, and not just us, a, a lot of entrepreneurs do this and business owners, you get in the car and you just start driving and you don't have a destination. And when you have a destination, you can kind of program in GPS and it just takes you there and you know where to make the lefts and the rights and how to avoid the road construction and how to avoid the traffic jams and how to get around. It's the path to get to the end in an easier direction than, than you would just have by getting in the car and, and just randomly driving, randomly driving right? Because <laughs> a lot of people do that. We did that. Mm-hmm. You know, we did that. And I, I think a lot of people do that. So I know when, when we first started working with a coach and really started doing this personal development side of us, my big turning point was the eulogy, right? And if you've got the book, it, it goes through our, both of our eulogies in, in there. The ones we wrote are, are in the book. But to me, that was my, I had to get to the end, and I mean the end, in order to work my way backwards. Because otherwise, it's like, well, yeah, but then I might change. Oh, yeah, but then I might shift. Or, oh, yeah, and then this. But you get to the damn end, and now working backwards becomes uh, way, way easier. You know, I think good coaching is all about having, helping clients to change their perspective. Uh So I think that what the eulogy exercise does is helps you change the perspective of the things that feel huge and unbearable. When you think about um, end of life scenarios, it makes those things feel a lot less big. (laughs) Yeah. They're minuscule. Right. Yeah. None of them have anything to do with PL, P&Ls or number of staff or net profit margin. Or Mm -hmm. now a lot of that stuff is a factor to get you to your certain end result of what you want. But in the grand scheme of things, a a vision is your, your 10,000 foot, 15,000, 20,000 foot elevation to where from up there, big, huge, humongous problems from way up there, like little ants, like little little bitty bugs. Where when you're up there, you know, when you're down on the ground, yeah. I mean, think about a neighborhood, you know, you get, a, you're walking through and that neighborhood looks like just, oh my gosh, how can I get around this? You're 15,000 foot up and you're like, what is that little speck down there? So, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed doing the, the eulogy um, from this chapter, but we also talk about the ideal day and that was pretty profound for me in that not only was what I wanted for my ideal day all that extravagant, it wasn't, it was was actually really freaking normal, but it felt like it was so far from what was currently happening that it didn't even feel possible. 
So we were, you know, our business was running us instead of us running the business. And we, it was, everything was out of control and our days were out of control and we were working and we had small kids and it just, you know, you would, you would lay your head down every night knowing that you didn't get everything done for that day that needed to get done. And you would wake up in the morning and you would know that it was just another, there. it was there, just another there day plus waiting. More. Right. And so the thought of being able to get to my ideal day, which was like normal for most people, it just almost felt like you couldn't, I couldn't even get there, but it was nice to be able to say again, at least I have a personal goal of what I want my ideal day to look like. And therefore we have to structure the vision in order to, and, and I, and structure the business in order to be able to support what that ideal day looks like. And it, and it does now. And actually, so one of the things on my ideal day now is that I try really hard to keep working hours around 20 to 30 hours a week because we've got kids. And part of what I talk about in the book is that I I have to have balance. I'm a Libra. My sign is the scales. I have to have balance in my life. And if there's too much work or there's not enough work or whatever, it gets out of balance. And so part of my ideal day is that I can work enough to get the intellectual stimulation that I need, but also not so much that I can't keep everything at home orderly and under control too. So, so yes, that is still a driving force. When somebody asks me if I want to commit to something, my first thought in my head is, is it going to sacrifice or cut into my, my time at home? Or is it going to stretch me past the amount of hours that I want to be able to commit a week? Yeah. It's, again, it's the, it's the good thing about the vision portion of your life and your vision or your life and your business is that, you know, you're, you're not, it'll, it'll, it's your personal accountability right? It's your personal accountability because if you say yes to everything, then you're saying no to your vision. So it's not that it stops you from, from moving forward. I know a lot of people will say sometimes, well, I feel like that's going to stop me from opportunities. It's not that it stops you from opportunities. It does stop you for just long enough to think about it, to think about it right? Like, yeah. and, and for me, that was, that was big. Like, okay, well, if this is the goal, what has to shift? Well, and so a lot of times when I, um, when I work with clients about this particular topic, I tell them that when you're presented with an opportunity and you have a clear vision, if the opportunity points you towards your vision, then it's easy to say yes to. And Mm -hmm. if it doesn't point you towards your vision, then you have one of two choices. You can either say no and move on, or you can seriously consider whether it's worth redoing your vision in order to say yes to the opportunity. Right. Like, is that opportunity worth it to totally change what your vision is for the company in order to move forward? And usually it's, that's enough to, it's, it's that, you know, half second pause before you make a rash decision that (laughs) could change everything. (laughs) And, and, and yeah, a hundred percent. It's so true. And I would say for those listening, if you don't have a vision in the book, we give a worksheet. We talk about we talk about how to write a vision in the book, and then we also have a worksheet that you can use. It's um, actually on the website. On we the have website, it, yeah. yep, businessspouse.com. That there's a website or there's a worksheet on the website that is a nice like jumpstart kind of brainstorming tool to start kind of get those those juices flowing. I know for us, it was really hard 
to get going on the vision. We even we were in the weeds. Well, we even shared a little bit. Like we couldn't get creative about the future of the business because we were overwhelmed with the current day to day. And um, sometimes it just took a cocktail <laughs> in order to kind of loosen it up a little bit so that we Me could too. think freely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it is. Sometimes when you're in the weeds, it's just a matter of. Gosh, if I could just have a normal, if I could, cause, cause that's some people, right. And and we went through this where if I could just leave the office at five, mm-hmm. like that would have been a, a win. win. Yeah. And then once you do that, then you shift it a little bit. Okay, cool. Now I want to leave it two. Mm-hmm. Now I want to work three days a week. Now what? Yeah. I mean, definitely from, so the, the vision is designed for three to five years in the future. And I would say the first we've done, we've redone ours a couple of times oh, since yeah, just yeah. because it's been a while since we've done it. And so it's it's been interesting to watch how it's changed over the years the the vision for the for the different businesses that we have and our personal ideas and what we want and you know what we're trying to achieve on a daily basis and just in life in general and what i've noticed now is that it's pretty cool to be able to feel far more in control of how my life is running when there was a long port, port a long part of time where i didn't feel like we had much control over because well, we didn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we had no control. Yeah. We, we had this monster, which, which was awesome and cool that we created. And then it just mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> completely out of control. We were just trying to hang on and we were, we were in that mindset of a well, hundred dollars. You know, if we made a hundred dollars, then we must be making money. Although we were making a lot more, we were, we were generating millions of dollars and keeping like a very small percentage. So. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So in the exercises in the book that we talk about, like most exercises you'll find throughout the chapters, I think it's really important to do the exercises individually and then yeah. come together and talk about what you did. Even on ours, like we, when we did our eulogies, we had to write our own eulogy. Okay. Like if you've never done that exercise before, it's really humbling, like for real. And so, so that's one of the exercises that we suggest that you do. And it's one of those ones where you do, you, you go off and you write, you do your own part of it, and then you come back and you share it with your spouse. And we had some pretty good conversations after doing those exercises that we had not Really I would, I would say realistically, our life really took a shift and a pivot after we got clear on vision. Oh, absolutely. And it, and it, and it took, I want to, I want to say time. And I know for some people you're like, well, I don't have any time. And quite frankly, we felt that same way. We, we made time. It was a, it was a priority because we were done mm-hmm. with the ab- absurdness that we had going on and the craziness that we had created to where we, we gave it the time it needed. and. I'm not glad we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, the other thing that's really cool about the vision that we used too, besides decision-making was it was a great way to get the team oh. motivated on board. And we even used it in our recruiting ads. Sure we did. Obviously not the whole thing, but we would pull out pieces that we figured would resonate with the right people and would resonate with our team. And we used it as a tool like that too. So it wasn't just, we're going to write this because it's the goals we want. It was, Hey, there's pieces of this that we can use throughout our business, which was really cool to be able to share that with them. Uh, there's a quote in the book that probably would be worth sharing here, right? So true synergy 
is achieved when the company's values align with the personal values of its employees. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know that's, that's kind of all over the plate. Like if you don't understand vision and synergy, but if you get that, I mean, that's what it is. The business is the sum of the people that do what it is the business is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And if you give them the tools and you give them the training and you give them the vision and you give them the path, magic will happen because that's, that's it as a, as a, as people, we want to be part of a community and a tribe. And quite frankly, if you create that in a business, unbelievable results can happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Synergy is a real thing. It is a real thing. It's a real thing. Well, I think that's all I have about, about all I have to say about vision. Cause I don't want to give the whole chapter away. Yeah. I mean, we could, we could talk about vision for days, but, but we have uh, to come back to this well, first most important thing. Cause you said that, that you think that the vision is the second most important thing. I think, I think the vision is the most important thing when it comes business. to the business perspective yeah. from the being married to your business partner, right? Your business spouse. I think it's the second most important thing. So you'll have to kind of figure out, you have to stay tuned with us to find out exactly what it is. That is my number one, number one thing that I think is most important. And most importantly, figuring out if you and I are on the same sheet of me, I wonder if people think that, I know, but I wonder for people that are listening, if they're like, no, they totally know what's up. No. No, I don't know what's up because I even told him when I we it's going to be so chapter, hard not to talk about this. I know, after I know what it is already it. though, but I even said, don't share your notes with me until we're recording. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, because, because the whole point of this is, is to kind of give our own personal perspective of, of all of this in each chapter. And so anyways, guys, thanks for, thanks for logging in, checking us out, downloading, you know, share it with people that you think this would bring value to. And uh, we will see you again on episode three. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes and sharing the episode with a friend. For more resources from Kristen and Justin Deese, visit businessspouse.com.